When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to uh, be back again. This is Jay Scott, and this is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate uh, you stopping by. Hope everyone's having a great holiday season. Just finished up with Christmas, and New Year's is knocking on the door. So I hope everybody's uh, finalizing all their final thoughts and activities for the year and getting ready for a new year. It seems like Things are getting better. I mean, if we look back at what was going on last year at this time, I had COVID during the holiday season last year, and now it seems like numbers are spiking again, which I, I think is going to be kind of a normal situation moving forward. Like during the winter months here, I think that's probably going to be a trend that'll continue for whatever reason. It's kind of like flu season, but um, you know, definitely changed in the last twelve months. A lot of shows this year, a lot of concerts, and I'm, I'm sure I'll be talking about that on an upcoming episode. But yeah, now it's time to reflect on the fourth quarter albums of the last three months, October, November, December. Before we begin, I always like to make mention that I am part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, or the Hook Rocks is part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And it's a network of music-related podcasts that has all different types of music types of subjects and topics that people talk about. And I've had a few of the shows on over the years, like Mistress Carrie, Legendary DJ in Boston, Martin Popoff, The Rock Historian, 
Chris and Aaron on Decibel Geek. They're getting ready to do Rock and Pod in March. Ron and Esty and Carmen Apice and Vinny Apice on the Hanging and Banging podcast. Mac from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. And Tom and Zeus on Shout Out Loudcast, the number one rated KISS podcast. They just celebrated, I think, their 200th episode or 250th episode. But congrats to them. We also recently just did our fourth episode of the Zeppelin Sidecast, which is the Zeppelin Chronicles. And we started out as an introduction. And we've talked the last three albums in the last three episodes. And we're talking Led Zeppelin 3 on that one. And we do a song by song and what was happening with the band during that time period. Um, also want to make mention of some of the episodes that we've had on to as well. Uh, we just had Robert Bert, John Burrison from Robert John and the Wreck on. Leilani Kilgore. Uh, the great female blues artist who uh, is a great up-and-coming artist as well. Laura Cox on the new Music Spotlight, the French musician who's about to release her new album in January. We talked with Rob at Skylab Tapes, our resident audio expert on the history and resurgence of vinyl. We welcomed Will Preston on the incredible new band from the U.K., Black Lakes. They've got a heavily acclaimed new album released earlier this year. So check out that interview. Really enjoyed my interview with Dorothy Martin, where she talks about her life, her music, and more. And that album she released in April, Gifts from the Holy Ghost. Fantastic. It is a game-changing album. We also talked bands and artists to watch in 2023 with New Classic Rock in North America. So check out the 10 picks that I chose and the 10 picks that Carl chose and see what happens over the next 12 months. See if we're right. Um, and see if there's other artists that creep in and, you know, become bigger and grow their audience more in this coming year. So um, we enjoyed doing that episode. Hope you enjoy listening. Also, welcome Jason from All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. We talked about music, Zeppelin, a lot of new bands we discussed. And we got into this rant about 80s movies and Stallone movies and Roadhouse and it was a lot of fun. Always like having Jason on. Check out the episode with Philippe Nazil of Thunder Mother and the New Music Spotlight, where we talked about the band's tour with the Scorpions in the summer and fall this past year. First tour that they had in North America and the importance of the rock T-shirt with Fossil Man. Uh, he uh, joined us and talked about his collection of over 250 rock T-shirts. And yes, we're not talking about legacy band, legacy band T-shirts, although he does have that. It's more about the importance of why you should buy merchandise for new bands and why you should support them. So please check that out. Again, check out Pantheon Podcast on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Pantheon Pods. Check out The Hook Rocks wherever you Get your social media app on social media, Twitter, and Facebook at The Hook Rocks. And again, set your app to automatic download wherever you subscribe so you get the latest episode. We've got over 400 episodes. We we are approaching 450. We are six months away from our four-year anniversary. So things are great. And, you know, finishing up the year, um, incredible, incredible uh, growth here for the show. And we'll get into that as uh, we wind down the year and into the new year. But like I said in the beginning, we are back with what's become more or less our flagship series of episodes, which every three months we rate the top albums released in the three months previous, each quarter. So we're at the final quarter of 2022. And like always, we're having the guy, 
the the album ranking guy, the spreadsheet dude, Chris Corradetti. You can follow him at co underscore Mountaineer on Twitter. And like always, we're going to rank our top 10 albums of the quarter. And then we're going to also include some members of the Groove Council, which is our private group that we share new music with. And excited about that, too, as well. But, yeah, I can't believe another year is finally ending. And soon we're going to be doing the year end where we take all 12 months and we rank all the albums over the last year, like we did, I think we did over six hours, almost six hours of discussion and hundreds of albums that we discussed too as well. So I know there's a lot of you know, shows out there that rank their albums and they all do a great job, but we really go in depth like no other podcast, no other show, no other publication. And we really get uh, to the nitty gritty about some of the albums that you probably won't hear about on a lot of year-end album of the year lists. And that's fine. That's great. Because we really focus on new rock, whether it's new bands and artists or whether it's legacy bands releasing new stuff too as well. But we just don't phone it in with the same artist as a lot of publications do. Like, I don't know, you can go read your Rolling Stone and your Spin Magazine and see what they rank, but none of it's rock and roll. And uh, we try to stay true to that. So without further ado, without... Anything left being said, let's start it off. Then let's welcome Chris to the podcast. What's happening, man? How are you? Good. How was your Christmas? It was good, man. I ate a lot and um, I'm still like full. <laughs> I, I woke up full. Like I, I usually every Monday I go and I, I have breakfast. I go to this breakfast place and I kind of plan out my week. And I didn't even want to eat this morning. I was just like... <laughs> I, I, I've eaten too much over the last two, three days. I saw uh, this morning in my morning Twitter perusing that um, Santa gifted your kid a pretty sweet gift. Yeah. That Santa guy, he's pretty cool. <laughs> Santa, you know, he checks his list, checks it twice. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he um, he brought my son, uh, Chris, who's uh, on Twitter at the Youth Rocks. A SG um, that is kind of like a modern mixed with a vintage. So it's a really rare limited edition SG that is kind of like uh, Cabernet red or cherry red or however you want to. Yeah, it's a sweet call. color. Beautiful color, man. And he was surprised because we got we we uh, we got him the Gibson uh, earlier this year. And a friend of mine was getting rid of some of his inventory. And he was talking about this SG that he was selling. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What are, you, what are you asking for? And he told me, I'm like, you know what? I'll buy it. I'll I'll buy that for my son's Christmas. So uh, my son is growing his guitar collection. And uh, now we now he wants a pedal board. So we got to we got to figure all that out. <laughs> but no, he, you've opened the door. You yes. kicked in the door. And it's, yes. it's all so over. He, he opened that on Christmas Eve. And literally played till like two o'clock in the morning. Like finally I had to get up and go, dude, we gotta get up early next tomorrow. Can 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 you <laughs> can you stop? It's two AM. You know? <laughs> but I guess that's what you expect, right? Right. Well, hey man. Glad to have you back. Glad to have another another discussion of the great quarterly albums of 2022. This is obviously four out of four. 
as we prepare for the year endless, which we'll talk about next week. And yeah, um, this year has flown by. And I don't know if it's flown by because we're getting older yes, or it's flown by because we do these episodes every three months. Yes. So I don't know <laughs> it's what, both. what it is. I don't know what it is. It's a hundred percent both. We are a hundred percent getting older and with all the entrapments that come with that. But yeah, no, it's, it was a very, very quick year, but I think also it went by, I mean, certainly for you and people like Terry and fossil man, people who go to shows a lot. I mean, you're, you're this past year was filled with shows. So that kind of like accelerated your calendar. You're just, you're hopping from show to show to show to show and the seasons are starting to change and yeah. yeah and yeah. we're getting older and the days pass quicker, but yeah, it's a, uh, it was a fast year. Yeah. What, I, what did you, uh, before we get into it, uh, generally, what did you think of the fourth quarter, like music wise? I thought like any year, it was strong in the beginning, but then it kind of tapers off towards the end of the year. And I just think that's indicative of the holiday season. And, you know, you want to get your album out by, by Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. And if you don't, you know, there's a few that trickle out after that. Yeah. But I thought it was a good quarter. Um, I thought. If I had to rank the quarters, um, yeah, if I had to rank the quarters, I would say three, two, one, two four. four, one. Okay, I would go three, two, one, four. I think. I mean, but n- not not to say that there aren't really good albums. There are really good albums this quarter. But. You know what I discovered too, and you'll hear this on my end of the year album of the year uh, list is more so than any other year. There was a couple, a couple years ago, there really wasn't any net last year, but there's a handful of albums that I was unaware of that were released earlier this year that will probably end up on my year end list that I did not have ranked in the quarterly album. I think I'll have three or four for a year end. I had seven last year. Wow. Okay. Um, But I mean, that's just... It, when you think of all the people that we have in our little group sharing music um, and then all the stuff that everyone knows about, I mean, it's inevitable that we're going to miss some stuff. Or or if you're like me, you're just like, I'm not re- listening to that. The quarter ends next week. I don't have time. <laughs> you know, you know, and lots of that stuff filters out and you look at it and you're, or you finally listen to it and you go, oh, shit, that's really good. <laughs> and I will say, no, knowing what I know about next year. And the first two quarters of what's coming out, mm. it's, I think, in my opinion, next year is going to rival 2021 as a big year for music. Because here's why. 2021, a lot of people held on to albums that they didn't want to release in 2020 because of the pandemic. Or a lot of people recorded albums remotely or wrote music in 2020 and then recorded in 2021. There were still were a few albums that, I mean, I, I think of that conversation with Matt Stubbs from GA20. That album was recorded in 2020. Just yeah. this year. So when you think of all the people that released music in 2021 and the cycle that they have to keep repeating in order to keep touring and making money, because that's the name of the game, there's going to be a lot of albums that are coming out. And there's yeah. two bands in particular. Well, I should say three. One's got an EP coming out. Two have... Um, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, 
to have okay well let's go with the the two bands that off the top of my head haven't released anything since like 2018 2019 and that's rival sons yeah. and joyous wolf so they are coming out right they haven't released anything i mean it, it's been since the ep for for uh for joyous wolf and it's been since feral roots for rival sons and i know i did they did the anniversary edition of one of their albums and they did you know re um they they were able to to get their own their, their rights to their music and i'm sure there's going to be doing more of that but um that's going to be exciting to see those two new bands finally get back on the scene with new music and then the other which we've been waiting for forever which is the ep of south of eden which will be released in february which I'm really stoked about, and I think all of us are, but we'll keep but. our fingers crossed <laughs> because, you know, we've heard this before. We we heard from the band that last year they were going to release more music than ever before. Now, obviously, something happened behind the scenes where they were unable to do so. We don't know what that is, and we don't want to speculate, but for a band that was really rising fast yeah. um, back in 2020... And to release that EP. And on my show, the guitar player Justin said that this is a taste of what's to come in the first quarter of 2021. And then we've heard one song, one original song since then. So based on experience and based on what I've seen from other bands, when something like this happens, it usually means something's going on behind the scenes, which they can either speak about or not speak about. It all depends on whether they have an NDA or whether they even wish to. So um, we'll see. Hopefully it does happen and uh, can't wait, but you've got new joyous wolf. Um, you've got new Jack's hollow. That's coming out. I think first quarter, new rival sons. And there's so many other bands. I think new struts, Greta Van fleet. Um, it was just reported their albums done. So I'm um, Dirty Honey will have something. I know they're recording a new album. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of music. Mammoth is going to be having a new album coming out. It's going to be a big year. It's going to be a big year for music. And uh, I'm excited. So can't wait for that. All right. Ready? Yeah. You up first? You want me to go? Why don't you go? You go first. Okay. Um, it was a hard... My number 10 was hard because I really wanted to throw an album in, but I just recently got turned on to it. So I'm going to keep it as an honorable mention. So my number 10 is a, um, is a rich suggestion. Um, alternative band from France called Maven Hill. The album is magnetic. I believe it's a debut album, but it's, um, it's, uh, like alternative stoner psychedelic. And I'm not a prog fan, but I feel like it's a little proggy, maybe. Um, but I was reading up on it and I found some French metal site. So I had to translate it. And I saw this and I thought it was really hilarious, but it, it was really dead on. It said they fall somewhere between the circle of post grunge, sincere rock and approachable metal. Now, I don't know what sincere rock is, but that actually kind of works. <laughs> um, it's a really good description, I think. Uh, so, but, uh, if, if you're looking to check out a song or two from them, I really like Chains, Blame, Failure, Pawn. 
Uh, those four are my favorites, but uh, it, it's kind of like hits a sweet spot for me that their music uh, really worked well. Uh, so Maven Hill and the album is Magnetic. And hey, we're starting off with a French band. Go figure. <laughs> we are international, Greg. <laughs> That's what we strive to do. Has your has your um, listenership increased on the continent of Africa? Are you still at one, or is you, you got two now? <laughs> no, I've I I am surprised. I'm still trying to figure out who listens to me in Pakistan because that's like one of my top twenty locations for listeners. Which is just you're big with the CIA. <laughs> I don't know if it's the CIA or some arms dealer or what, um, but someone's listening to me in Pakistan pretty consistently. Which I'm like, that's so weird. Cause I don't know if we, I mean, our government doesn't have a presence in Pakistan. At least I guess I don't know. I don't think so. But anyway, but, um, the French listenership has increased ever since the Laura Cox episode dropped last week. Nice. Um, cause uh, you know, she's from France and that's done very well in the European region, European region of France. The European region of France. Well, yeah, I guess it's all Europe. <laughs> right? Well, I'm happy to hopefully increase some French listenership by by uh, using Maven Hill with my 10 spot. There you go. My 10 spot is a solo artist uh, released her album on Frontier Records, uh, a record label that does a lot of melodic rock, a lot of AR rock or AOR rock. Um, and this is, or my pick for number 10 is Rock Candy by Orianti. Uh, really love the album. Uh, great, um, a lot of texture with this album and there's a lot of different styles. And she talked about in the interview that she did with me a couple months ago, uh, where she kind of set out to kind of have different styles and, and show the different influences that she's been listening to and, and wanted to record. She's an artist that keeps growing and she's touring this year, which I don't know if she's really done an extensive tour uh, in, for a while. So I know she'll be coming to the States for a couple of months doing about two dozen shows. Um, so I look forward to seeing her in the Chicago area, but really good album, really solid album. Um, you know, some of the highlights for me is where did your heart go? Light it up, fire together. Really love burning. And Living is Like Dying Without You, which is a really great track. So uh, really enjoyed Orianti's effort on, on Rock Candy. And I know you will, too. It's got great guitar work, uh, great music. So check it out. And popular within our group. It is very popular. And, you know, we have a very big cross-section of people who have different tastes. It's great. And that's what makes, I think, our group so awesome is that, is the fact that they can we can all talk about music and all have different tastes so yeah i know it's been really really popular good pick let's get into one of those uh members of the groove council it's the queen of the new music playlist if you're not following terry on twitter uh you are doing yourself a disservice she does a great job with her playlist once or twice a month depending on when she can get them out. But these are epic playlists that are rivaled by no one um, no one else. She does great work. She does um, all new music. And these playlists are like six, seven days long. <laughs> really puts a lot of effort in it. She She's at TAT2630. 
really, I mean, if you're looking for playlists and if you're looking for new rock, it's not going to be played on the radio. You're, you can go try to find it on, on Sirius XM or try to find it on YouTube. But if you want a home every month, at least twice a month, yep. and you got new rock, updated new rock, some of it won't be for you and a lot of it will. Follow her on Twitter at TAT2630. She's got incredible, incredible playlist. And uh, let's get to her list and what she's got here for the fourth quarter. Starting out at number 10, Flight of the Wounded by Terramaze. Terramaze, I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, that's number 10. Number nine is Fever Dream by Palais Royale. Number eight is the EP Dawn by Stone Senate. Number seven is Sweet Poison by The New Roses. Number six is Deep as Bones by Deep as Bones, self-titled album. Number five is Hands That Built the World by Jordan Red. Number four, Those City Lights by Austin Gold. Number three, The Morning. EP by Black Veil Brides. Number two, Find a Better Way by The Common Ears. Number one, Pawns and Kings by Alter Bridge. Shocker. Shocker there. <laughs> and her honorable mentions are Chaos is Calling by Kira Mack. January Came Close. January Came Close by Cardinal Black. And Ballad of a Misspent Youth by Tuck Smith and The Restless Hearts. So that's Terry's list. Again, check her out, TAT2630 on Twitter. I'm telling you, if you're looking for new rock and you're looking for a source, she is numero uno on social media. So uh, go enjoy. I, I am, and feel free to edit this, I am laughing hysterically as I'm looking into this Zoom screen and realizing how old we are. We both have, like, grayed up beards, and you're over there lifting your glasses, trying to read your lists, and I'm just like, God, we are so old. <laughs> we are. We are. I actually, during that thing, I'm like, I went into the Zoom mode of uh, my computer screen, so I got, like, the equivalent of a Buick dashboard um, <laughs> on my computer because I'm old or I'm older. We need our music to make us feel young. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. All right. So back to your number nine. What is it? My number nine uh, will come back to the United States. It's a band out of Dayton. Uh, another rich recommendation. This guy. So much music comes from Rich. <laughs> um, it's a band made up of former members of 12 tribes and Mouth of the Architect. Bands that, I'll be honest with you, I'm not familiar with. But this band is called Rattlesnake Venom Trip. The album is Dead Empire, and it, it's sensational. Um, and I don't really like doing this because it's not my words, but I want to take uh, a, a quick line from Rich's review on Doom Charts because it was really good. Uh, this album is equal parts heavy grunge and stoner rock, an amalgamation of Alice in Chains, Corrosion of Conformity, and Baroness Synth, um, sized into a syringe and stuck into your rock and roll veins. Well done, Rich. Well done. Um, I, I absolutely love it. And to steal your line, my some highlights from that album are uh, Vicious Cycle, because uh, you know, amongst the gods and other worlds, end is probably my favorite song. 
But um, again, second album in a row where it kind of hits like a nice little sweet spot for me. This has been a really good year for my kind of Allison Chainsy post grunge hard rock sweet spot. So this is just another album that's in there. But my number nine is Dead Empire from Rattlesnake Venom Trip. Good choice. Good choice for you. Uh, <laughs> You're like, and eh, it's not for me, but good choice for you. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that way. You're putting words in my mouth. Uh, I'm good at that. <laughs> you are. My number eight is a band that was just on Terry's list and or an album that was just on Terry's list. And uh, it's a band from Germany. They are the new roses and the album is sweet poison. When you look at the landscape of Europe and rock music, one of the things that I really appreciate about them and their fans and their music is how they don't really get caught up in what people think is good and what the trends are. They they like their music. They don't care. Um, they don't care if people may view it as bubblegum rock or whatever. And where I'm going with this is you can hear the influences of, you know, Def Leppard and Bon Jovi on this album and with this band. And when you talk to, whether it's the New Roses or whether it's Thunder Mother, they have no qualms about citing these bands as influences. And I think there are some, especially in the States, where, now that's not to say you're not allowed to not like them, you are, but it's almost like if if they're deemed uncool, then like everyone has to shit on them at, at some point or not recognize them as a viable uh, or valuable influence in in music, so I always appreciate when when European bands do that because when you go to Europe and you see the music that's coming out of that region, it really is a mix of everything, and they listen to everything, and they're not afraid to say I, they I, they love this band where some people may look down upon that. So, New Roses, you know, the new album Sweet Poison, and when I had Timmy Ruff on, you know, he explained his influences in the in the process behind the album. And what I really found out about him and what's interesting is he comes from a big band influence of of music. So when you start to listen to the album again and you hear that and you know that, you start to really pick up on things that maybe you wouldn't have heard had you not heard him say that. Um, it's kind of funny how that works, but... It is interesting that um, he kind of melds those two influences together, and he writes a lot of stuff. But um, some of the highlights on the album that I think uh, people will like are My Kind of Crazy, uh, The Usual Suspects, War Paint, um, and I love uh, First Time for Everything. So, yeah, check out that album. It's a great uh, – and check out Sweet Gloria, too. He's got a funny story about that in the interview uh, that we talked about uh very interesting subject matter topic that he brought up but yeah check out sweet poison by the new roses it's a good pick you and terry yeah i liked it i i I really enjoyed the album and um yeah really rooting for the band you know obviously bands in that area 
they don't really get over to the states very often and that's a disappointment but um you know hopefully at some at some point they can find a way like thunder mother did and and get over here so um fingers are always always crossed all right let's go into carl at new classic rock in north america his list for q4 and number 10 is the chris jones band self-titled album number nine tin zelkova another self-titled album number eight the metal birds birdie lane number seven dangerines tough luck number six haze and glory journey of savages number five ruby the hatchet fair is a cruel master number four zenora war child number three the moon city masters and their album the famous mcm number two the commoners find a better way and number one tuck smith and the restless hearts ballad of a misspent youth it's a good list very good list carl's always got not to say no one else does but carl's taste and my taste are, are pretty close yeah all right what do you got for number eight um stop me if you've heard this before it's another rich suggestion <laughs> it's um it's an italian band desert wave the album is deafening silence it's um it's stoner rock kind of psychedelic desert rock but i saw someone describe it on their band camp pages panoramic desert rock it's kind of cool i i, I kind of like that but um there's a really heavy drum sound in this that really, really works for me. It's um, it's not long. It's maybe 30 minutes, but it's just like this immersive, spacey jam. There's a couple of songs have vocals, but it's not a lot of vocals. Um, it, it really works. It's... Um, you know how King Buffalo is kind of like an immersive album, like all of their albums, you you put it on and you just kind of like fall into the trance. It's like that, but I think it has a completely different sound than King Buffalo. Um, but uh, my absolute favorite song on this album is Venus Chains. Uh, it's, it's near the end of the album. Uh, and the title track, Deafening Silence, is good, but Venus Chains really works. It's um, This is the album that I have already downloaded onto my phone for my uh this will be playing in my recovery room one this is what i want to play when i'm like coming out of surgery i just want to put the headphones on listen to this like nurse leave me alone give me water leave me alone leave me alone just let me listen to this and come back to life (laughs) let me let me come back to life come back to consciousness while listening to this um it's it's uh it's i kind of like this desert desert stoner rock thing it, it this works for me and this album is perfect so desert wave and the album is deafening silence did you see the the zoom title of our of our of the zoom call yes i did i laughed hysterically out loud thankfully no one was home to hear that except my dogs who are probably like what, what's going on in there <laughs> yeah i titled the our, our zoom call meeting the hook rocks slash i forgot the pretty reckless and that's tribute to chris 
is omission from the year end list last year of not including the pretty reckless, incredible album that they released last year. I so, made a boo boo. Yeah. A big boo boo. <laughs> not only did I leave them off, I apparently included an album in my top 10 that was never officially released until July of yeah. this year. Yeah. What the hell is up with that? <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. He puts an album in his list for year end that had not been released yet officially yet he forgets one of the iconic albums of the year he forgets an album that easily would have been in his top 10 (laughs) he is a dumbass (laughs) see what i I deal with people not a joke um (laughs) anyway all right so my number eight is from a band that, man, when you think of their career and you think of what they've accomplished and what they've done and how they still are awesome, yeah, it's remarkable because they were never one of the biggest bands in the decade that I grew up in. Um, they were always regarded as a great band and with great music but they never had the look maybe maybe that's the reason um of being a top mtv band they were played on mtv and they had success but they were never a headliner at like stadiums twenty thousand seaters and they should have been because their music is incredible and i had the pleasure of seeing them this year live at milwaukee Summerfest. The day after I saw the stadium tour, and I've shared my thoughts numerous times about the stadium tour, just to give a quick refresher. Um, Classes act was great. Joan Jett was enjoyable. And then it was, and I'm not going to say the names of the bands. It was crap and crappier and then pretty good. So when you think of the two bands that were crap and crappier, um, and they came around the same era of this band. And then you go the next night and you see this band play live and they are incredible and there's no tracks. It's all live. It's all authentic. You really have an appreciation. Then they come out with this album that again, you know, it befuddles me that this album is not talked about more. And this band is not talked about more. I would agree with that. The band is the cult. And the album is Under the Midnight Sun. Again, you know, this band has their sound. They have a very distinct sound, which is a mesh of blues, rock, new wave, and punk. And I challenge anyone to tell me of a band that is able to fuse those four types of music, those four types of influences in together and have that sound you can hear the zeppelin and the acdc in their music you can hear what could be on a john hughes 80s movie type of music with the new wave and you've got that underlying element of punk that kind of sits in the background and is in all their all their music um just a great band if if you ever have a chance to see them live i highly highly recommend it um and this album again I don't know why it's not talked about. don't know why it's being not, not played, um, but they always deliver. Under the Midnight Sun, some highlights that I think 
people will enjoy uh, is the first song on the album called Mirror. And then, of course, I like Give Me Mercy and Knife Through Butterfly Heart, which is great. And then the title track to end the album is a really cool tune as well. So check out The Cult Under the Midnight Sun. I'm happy you included that. That's such an awesome album. It's it such is. an awesome album. It really is. And, 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 you know, like I said, they were never that on the level of like a Motley Crue or a Poison or Guns N' Roses, but they should have been on on that level, without a doubt. Um, and again, maybe they just didn't have the look. They didn't have the teased up hair back then. Uh, they didn't have the glam. Uh, will look what everybody else was doing, but their music is just absolutely phenomenal. So, um, take it for what it's worth. Go check out that album and, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. All right. So let's go into Christy and Eagles. Mm-hmm. Christy, um, was on the show, uh, earlier this quarter. We talked about the, Issues with TikTok and the algorithms, why TikTok is is bad. And I know I've been kind of posting some articles on social media about what's happening with TikTok. And people may be confused, like, what does this have to do with music? Well, what's happening with TikTok doesn't really have much to do with music directly, but indirectly it does. How it doesn't affect them directly is... A lot of state government agencies are banning the app on anyone that works for a state government. I think there's probably half dozen so far that have banned TikTok from anyone that works for the state of Texas, North Dakota, and a handful of other states. Um, and the reason why is because the app is owned by China. It's created by the government of China. And what it does basically is it collects data on its users, everything, like where you go, what you listen to, when you're happy, when you're sad. And how does an app do that? I don't know, but they're able to do that. (laughs) So it collects all this data on its users and manipulates you with the algorithms. So the UK just won a lawsuit earlier this year, earlier this year, late last year, where TikTok was collecting data on users as young as eight years old. And it's illegal in the UK for anyone to do that. Forget what the age limit. I think it's 12 or 14, but you cannot collect data on anyone under that, under a certain age. So they got sued. I don't know why there's not protections like that in the US, but there should be. And there is legislation being written and being going to be proposed in the new year about banning TikTok across the board. So no one will be able to get TikTok because of how the government of China is using the data. Now, how does that relate to music? Well, music today is driven by influencers and algorithms and all that stuff. And when you have people on TikTok that are getting record deals based on the fact of their number of followers or number of views on TikTok, because they're playing you know, a Guns N' Roses song or a Metallica song or a Van Halen song, they're not writing their own music. They're getting record deals, right? They're not really grinding out like bands like we talked about, like Joyce Wolf or Rival Sons or all these bands that tour and make music and grind it out in clubs and theaters and stuff like that. No, they're just sitting on their couch in their living room or their or their chair in their bedroom and 
you know, playing a solo that was written by somebody else and mastering it, making it sound really good and playing it very good. There's talent there. Don't get me wrong, but they're getting record deals as, as as a, as a byproduct of that. So is this all going to go away? It's going towards that. It's, you know, and it's going, I mean, a lot of record companies go look at Instagram and TikTok to find new artists to sign on their record labels. So there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some shakeup in how that app's going to be used or if it's going to be able to be used at all. And it's not going to happen next month or two months, but we're about to approach 2023. By 2025, I'm sure we'll have a clear indication of what's happening with that app. It's either going to be gone or it's going to be very restrictive. So some things are definitely going to change with that app. But I encourage you that if you are listening to new rock and new music, Yes, there are bands that we promote here on the Hook Rocks. Yes, follow them on TikTok. They're the real deal. They're going out and performing. But these artists that basically, you know, are not writing their own music are just out there playing other people's music, which is fine. Just be be mindful that that's what record labels are looking at when, when handing out record deals and not the ones that are living in the grind. And to my opinion, the ones that live in the grind are the ones that we really should be supporting. That's my rant for this episode. So, <laughs> but getting back to Christie's list, because we talked about that. We'll probably Christy TikTok. <laughs> yes. So number 10 is Palay. Is that how I pronounce it? Is Palay? I don't know. That's a good question. Palay Royale. Maybe, maybe. Cheese. Yeah. Palay Royale. <laughs> uh, the album is Fever Dream. Uh, number nine is Orden Ogan, Final Days. Number eight is Lacuna Coil, Comalies or Comalies. Number seven, The Cult, Under the Midnight Sun. Number six, Skid Row, Hell or High Water. Number five, Striper, The Final Battle. Number four, Brandt Bjork, Bougainville Suite. Come on, people. Can you give me something <laughs> that I have to butcher every time we do these shows? Um, number three, uh, again, is very popular with the group. Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of Misspent You. Ballad of the Misspent You. Number two, Guapa, Myriad. How do you pronounce very it? Very popular album with yes. this group. And number one, Bush, The Art of Survival. And her honorable mention is About Us, the self-titled album. So, When I saw Christie's List come through, honestly... I was surprised. I didn't know Bush was still cranking out music. It's, I was, I, it surprised me. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not a, a Bush disliker. I was just completely unaware that they had a new album out. So something I should go listen to. Yeah. All right. On to number seven. Uh, okay. So number seven, we're going to break the rich spell here. And we're going to default back to Turbo. <laughs> so, which, which is uh, like pretty much the same thing. Yes, very similar. Yeah. Um, It's a band that uh, is out of New York. Their band camp page calls them raw, fuzzy, psychedelic blues. Uh, Black Tongue Reverend in the album is all of them have fangs. It's just a heavy riffing blues album, uh, which is completely representative of everything that Turbo is. (laughs) Yeah. it was one of those albums that apparently 
Turbo and Rich and Rob were telling me that I needed to listen to for a while, and I was clearly not listening to them because I kind of came across them on a Doom Doom Charts read, and I asked them, and they said, we've been telling you about them. (laughs) So, um, but again, just fun, heavy blues. My, My favorite track, the one, the very first time that I listened to it, the first song that really popped to me was White Picket Blues, because it's just a really great bluesy song, but uh, going down. And then I think my favorite track on the album is the very last one. It's kind of like a blue, like plodding melodic bluesy track called through the trees. Uh, It's, it's easily the song that I've listened to the most um, out of this entire album, but uh, really enjoy it. If, if, if like a heavier blues album is your thing, uh, Black Tongue Reverend, all of them have fangs, is a good way to go. Nice. That's my what? Number seven. Yeah. Well, we'll stay with Stoner Rock as the Ooh, uh, I know where you're going. The theme on, uh, on my list for, for number seven. And man, I love this album. And this very well could have been in my top five uh, because it's such a, a great, a great record. Um, and that is Near Dusk through the cosmic fog uh just a fantastic record you know i do like the stoner genre i'm not as into it as some of our fellow or some some of our fellow groove council members um and i and i think we've talked about this before where you know sometimes you know a lot of the, the, the stoner rock groups that we talk about within the group to me there's really there's no difference between a lot of them like they kind of like are in my opinion are, are repetitive and on a lot what they do especially with some of the long songs that just don't seem to go anywhere um and i i that doesn't really appeal to me and i know you're not a big fan of the long songs either but there are a handful of stoner rock bands that i really really enjoy like we lachinga love lachinga love 1000 mods love freedom hawk um there's probably others that i that um I'm forgetting at this moment, but there are a handful that I do enjoy. And Near Dusk is definitely in that group because I just, I just love the vibe and I love the feel of the album. And I like the way it kind of takes me away. And Sonar Rock bands, when they're really good, in my opinion, have that ability to take it to another place. And Near Dusk does mm-hmm. with this album. Um, just a huge fan of it. Uh, it was released on Bandcamp. I think they are going to be putting out physical copies. I think they may have already have some limited run of some stuff. I hope they keep making more because this album does deserve to be heard. And I know it's on the streaming sites, Um, but yeah, just a great collection of songs on this album. Um, Killer album art too. (laughs) Not that it matters. Stoner rock bands always have great, great um, covers on their albums. I mean, Lachinga's covers are probably some of the best. Oh, they're awesome. In, in rock and roll. Um, so go, and it really, when you, when you talk about stoner rock, everyone's like, well, I, I don't, I don't get high. And I don't know. Just, you know, stoner rock is basically black Sabbath, heavily black Sabbath, deep purple influenced rock, basically. Um, again, we've always got to label music now because there's always subgenres, but really, if this music came out in the seventies, they would be aligned with black Sabbath more than likely. So keep that in mind when we say stoner rock, it's basically the, you know, 
the Aussie era of Black Sabbath. It's really heavily influenced with that. So, but uh, getting back to what I was going to say, you know, the way it goes uh, is a great song. The Damned, Blood for Money, um, are some great tracks. But go, you know, if you're if you're curious about Stoner Rock, um, we had another band last quarter, Freedom Hawk, that I put on my list too. Um, One Thousand Mods, Lachinga. Go check out one of those bands. They they really do it right. They really do good, and and uh, hopefully continued success for them. I think that's an excellent pick. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's get into another Groove Council pick. We've done Terry, Christy, and Carl. So let's do Rich at Fuzz Doom Rip on Twitter. Let's go over his list here. But number 10, Scuzzy Yeti, Ruined. Rattlesnake, Venom Trip, Dead Empire. Number eight, the album we just talked about, Near Dusk, Through the Cosmic Fog. Number seven, In Technicolor, Midnight Heavyweight. Number six, Vitzkar Soden, <laughs> Faceless King. God damn. That's on a couple of lists. You're going to have to read that again. <laughs> I, I just feel like such an ass because I'm like, I have no idea how to pronounce this stuff. Um, Sudden Death, Havoc. Number four, Eye of Doom. The Sapient. Number three, Sog. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Born Demon. Number two, Caustic Casanova. Glass Enclosed Nerve Center. Wow, that's a that's a doozy of an album name. Number one, Moss Generator, Time Wounds. So check out at Fuzz Doom Rip. It's Rich in his top ten list. I like that list. That's a good list. Yes, it is. What do you got? Number six. Hey, number six. Yes. I'm happy about this because I actually have an album that I can hold. <laughs> but I, I will say I, I kind of cheated in a, in this sense. Four, five, and six to me, I, I couldn't I couldn't come up with which one is better than the other. So I, I took the pussy way out and just ranked them alphabetically. So my four, five, and six, either one of them could be the, the same. But um, so number six, no offense, Massive Wagons, but you landed at six because you're an M, but it's triggered by Massive Wagons. They're such a great band and they're a ton of fun, but for the third album in a row, I'm really drawn to their lyrics. They're, they're, look, I'm 48 and I have a very large piece of immaturity in me. And these lyrics really dial right into that because they're, they sing about like legit stuff, but they don't sing about it in the same old way. You know, like, like, like they, lyrically, they kind of hit that bone for me um, while still getting a point. The, the salient fact of each song, uh, I, I really enjoy their, their entire catalog, but it seems with, each of their last three albums, they're doing better and better and better. I don't know if I like Triggered as much as um, uh, House of Noise. Yes. So I don't know if I like Triggered as much as I love House of Noise, but I think, you know, I still need another year to to kind of digest this. But, but the writing is off the charts for me. Um, there's so many great songs. I don't honestly know which one is my favorite. It, you know, 16-year-old Chris loves Asshole. 
Uh, oh, it's, I love it's terrible, but that song, <laughs> that song is so great. And every time I, I listen to it, I think of certain people on the Twitters. I do. I, you know, it's like you, you oh, see for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, please stay calm skateboard. No friend of mine. I, th- there's not a bad song on here and I kind of, feel a little bad that I'm slotting them at six just because they're at the back end of, of the three, the three album Monty, if you will. But um, I love this album. It, it's gotten a lot of plays. So it's a little weird that it's at six, but I, I hope that that just shows what, how much I really love my one, two and three, you know? So, yeah, yeah. but uh, so yeah. So number six is triggered by massive wagons. It's a good album. No, I, I love, I, I, I love their perspective and yeah, their, their approach. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Totally. Totally. That's a really solid pick. All right. My pick for number six uh, is an album that probably within the last few weeks been really listening to. Um, and it came out in the early part of November. I didn't really know what to make of the band at first, but after at least a half dozen listens, it's become one of my favorite albums. And band is very reminiscent of a band that we talked about a couple of years ago. And, you know, I think we're all hoping that at some point this year, we hear new music from that band that we talked about. And, and they're called Blackwater Conspiracy. Ooh, me likey. Yeah. Hopefully we, we get something new from, from them, but the common ears album find a better way uh, is reminds me of, of them a lot. And I love the album. I love what, what just the music and the feel and how you just, you just feel good when you're listening to this album. It's, it's definitely, and I think if I had more time with it, it may have creeped into my top five. Yeah. Um, but uh, I definitely love it. It's uh it's a great record. Again, it's the common ears find a better way. Just, you know, some really good music. The title track is great. Fill My Cup is great. Too Much. I love Naturally. Um, check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's, it's, uh, it's a great pick. Kind of that Southern, Southern Rock-esque style that I love so much. That is, it's such an awesome... That was the album, the Cummings album, is the, the album that I was debating with Maven Hill for the 10 spot on my list. And I just... I've listened to Maven Hill so much more. It felt like the right thing to do, but man, this album is really good. I, this is going to be one of those albums that, you know, for the next six months, cause it's starting to get a lot of plays for me. It's going to be one of those where I look back and go, how the hell did I not have this on a list? <laughs> you, know? you, do that, you do that every year. Yeah. You always have like an album that I, I shake my head. Like, dude, yeah. really? You didn't put this on your yeah. list. Like, what is it's wrong? funny. A few weeks ago, I, I I came on it really late, and it's funny. A few weeks ago, Steve from our group sent it to me and said, "Hey, have you heard this? I'm loving this album. Do do you like it?" And I was like, "No, I got to check it out." And then all of a sudden, Carl's like, "Hey, I've been posting this for a while," and then I realized, "Oh shit, it's on Terry's playlists." I clearly don't pay that much attention, so you know, sorry, you guys all found out this before me. It's awesome. Good job. <laughs> It's a great um, album. It's a great pick. Yeah, no, it 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 really is. And and if I 
if you like black water conspiracy, which I love, yeah. it it gives you that same vibe. And hopefully we'll hear something new from them too. But common ears find a way uh, is, is the album that I'm picking for my number six, find a better way. I should say. All right. On, on to the groove council. Again, we've got Steve Hild, or I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, forgive me if I'm not, but he is the newest member of the Groove Council, and uh, we'll get into his list. So he's got. If, if you want to really, if you really want to have kind of a, a a description of all our musical tastes in one list, uh, Steve's got it. Yeah. His list it's a very is, rich forward list. This one, but it's but it's got everything. Like yeah. I, I think there's something on this list that's on everyone's list. Yeah. So I think it's a really good kind of like a snapshot of, of what our group is about. So let's get into it. So number 10, The Faceless King by Vitskar Sudin. <laughs> number nine, Midnight Heavyweight in Technicolor. Number eight, Dead Empire by Rattlesnake Venom Trip. Number seven, The Sapient by Eye of Doom. Number six, Find a Better Way by The Commoners. Number five, All of Them Have Fangs by Black Tongue Reverend. Number four, A Heroic Dose by Zach Edwards and the Medicine. Number three, Ballad of a Misspent Youth by Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts. Far and away the best straight-ahead blues rock album of the fourth quarter, in my opinion. I think it was initially released as an EP, but then had other songs later added on. What is most intriguing to me is the newest songs are the best which have me very excited about where Tuck Smith will go from here. Everybody Loves You When You're Dead is my favorite great track. Number two, Vulture's Paradise by Warlung. Pure Sabbathy goodness. It doesn't drift far from the pure stoner rock faith, but it is all better for it. There's no let up on a crusher of an album. The one spot of switching it up is the fuzzed out blues of Caveman Blues, my personal favorite track. And number one, Born Demon by Sag. When I heard this album, I finally felt redeemed for being too soft to listen to Ozzy and Priest in the early 80s. <laughs> Old school metal in the best sense. Great hooks, great Halford-esque vocals, and just enough evil song titles to make the 11-year-old in me ask, should I be listening to this? Yes, I should, <laughs> and so should you. So great list from Steve. Check out Steve at Steve Hild at Steve H-I-L-D on Twitter. Great follow. Great list. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, good list, Steve. Good list. Yeah, that was a very, very good list. Um, So my number five, it falls prior to M, obviously. Uh, but it's an album that you brought up. I'm happy you did. Uh, it's It's been on a couple of the other lists, but it's under a midnight sun from the cult. This this is um I think this came out early in October, right? First or second week of October. Yeah. And I remember I remember distinctly thinking I, I was unaware that they were gonna release an album and someone in our group said, Okay, this one's coming out. And I th- remember thinking like, but I got all these other ones I'm gonna listen to. I'm just gonna get this out of the way. And I put this on and I listened to it three straight times. It's awesome. It's it's just really really awesome and 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 i say this every time i find a a veteran band 
or a veteran act that's putting stuff out that I like, but like, it makes me so happy that these guys are, are still making music, but not just making music, but making just great music, the vocals, the guitar, the songwriting, everything from A to Z on this album is, is top notch. But, um, I liked all the songs that you mentioned. Um, give me mercy is classic, right? That's the, that's a classic cult song. Uh, but my favorite by far and away is Vendetta X. Um, that might even be like my favorite song of the quarter. Uh, that song is just outstanding. Um, so much like you, I, I would suggest Knife Through a Butterfly Heart, but, but Vendetta X is the way to go. I'm really jealous that you got to see them this year. I'm so happy that, that they put on a great show and they still sound good. And honestly, if, if, people are listening and they haven't listened to this album. Don't cheat yourself. Like this is a, this is a slam dunk, an absolute slam dunk. Um, and again, I have it at five as opposed to four or three, but um, those other ones ahead are, are, are super good, but awesome album cult under a midnight sun. Yeah. I mean, I said it, you said it um, just, a great album by a great band. And if you have not had a chance to ever see them live, you have to put it on your list because you will walk out of like, my God, these guys are like, how does one band from the same era sound so bad? And then this other band sounds so good. It's like, you just sit there and you're driving home, like pondering this thought, like you just can't, it can't be explained, but they are fantastic live. They are great. Um, Ian Atsbury just sounds absolutely phenomenal still. He's he's got a very dry, great on this album. Yeah, he's got a very dry sense of humor when he plays live too as well. Um yeah, it's you got the you have to go check them out live. Hopefully they'll do another run. I you know, I know I think they put on an album every few years and they do some tours. I know they do some fest they do the festival circuit um in the summer. So hopefully they'll do another run um and they'll come back to Chicago because I didn't see them in Chicago. I saw them at Milwaukee Summerfest and they were playing the Riviera like three days after I saw them. And I was actually going to go again, but I think I had something going on. I had plans, but um, they were, they're just phenomenal live. I, I would, I would love to see them play a smaller venue with do a co-headline show with the cult in living color. Oh, that would be so That would awesome. be a good bill. <laughs> that would be so awesome. No, I, I, that's a good call. Absolutely. I was wondering where you were going to go with this and I wasn't sure, but, um, yeah, that two, would be two awesome. bands that I've, I've never seen live that I would love to see. Uh, that would, that would make me happy. I, I doubt that that would ever happen, but still, I, that'd be a great pairing for me. <laughs> it would be. All right. My what do you got? Five. Yeah. My number five, um, is an album that, uh, I just really enjoy. I enjoy the songs. There's one problem I have with it, and I'm going to get to that shortly. And if maybe if, if it if that problem didn't exist, it may maybe moved up a little bit more on my list. But the album is Blood Harmony, and the band is Larkin Poe. Uh, I love this album. I love the songs. It's Larkin Poe at its finest. Uh, I think there's a little bit more rawness on this album than some of the other previous ones that they've come out with, and I like that. I kind of like the way they kind of went in a little bit of a different direction. Not much. Didn't really bear off too much from it, but the issue I have with it is kind of a, an issue for people of our generation uh, when we listen to music. 
And that is a sequencing of the album. I, I just don't know if it flowed as good as it could have been. There's a lot of like songs that would have fit nicely together and carried the momentum from one song to the next. And for whatever reason, they just, they, they didn't do that. I don't know what, how they were sequencing the album. That's the only issue I have with it. I think it's a great album. Um, I love the way they harmonize. I love the, just the songwriting, the guitar, the, you know, the guitar work on it. Uh, the blues influence is great. It's a great, another great album by Larkin Poe, a band that is really kind of has that cult following. Josh talking about the cult that has a big, you know, a naturally authentic fan base. Absolutely. That is really, you know, grown by playing live and doing their YouTube channel and having a heavy presence on social media. So I love it. Blood Harmony, Larkin Paul. Good pick. If you guys haven't seen them live, they put on a hell of a show. And like you were saying, their their crowds are intense and wide ranging in age and, you know, at, a really fun time, a, a well worth whatever your ticket cost is going to be to to go see Larkin Poe. Yeah, you, absolutely. I've never seen them. I do want to, so hopefully I'll get a chance to do that this year. But you know, Bolt Cutters and the Family Name is a great song. Blood Harmony, the title track, uh, might as well be me. Of course, the first single, Georgia, off my mind. So many great tracks. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't know the sequencing. Just. Um, just wasn't there for, in my opinion. And I think that's a lost art for a lot of artists and a lot of albums these days. To the groove council, we go or back to the groove council, we go and we're going to do Mr. High stick Mick. Bear in mind, I've, I've met some of the groove council really over the last year, last year and a half. Um, Steve, I had the pleasure of meeting at the Tyler Bryant show. Uh, a couple months ago at Reggie's in in Chicago, and High Stick Mick has um, God. I mean, we've gone to so many shows this past year. I think we've gone to a handful of shows like Marcus King and Tyler Bryant and Scorpions and Rival Sons, or and just so many shows over the last year and a half. Uh, Mike is a, a really good dude. Uh, the the definition of a Chicago accent. <laughs> Yeah, you need to have him on to read his picks one day. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I grew up around it, but Chris um was just in Chicago over the summer and myself, Mike and Skylab took him to get pizza. And I could just see Chris looking at M- Mike with his accent. <laughs> you don't get that accent in Colorado. You do no. not. We did not get that accent in Colorado. And I have, and just having, you know, families from Thanksgiving through Christmas, I've got quite a few people in my family that are very uh, similar to Mike in their delivery of tone and how they say words. It's, it's pretty good. But um, Mike is the, uh, is a great dude. And let's get into his list here. Um, number 10, Kira Mack, Chaos is Calling. Number nine, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. Number eight, Jerry Jablonski and the Electric Band, which I don't know where Jerry's from. Sounds like he's from Chicago. <laughs> I don't think he's from Chicago. Jerry, 
Gary Jablonski and uh, the Electric Band. Good band. Good band. The Bears. Um, 105 is the name of the album. Number seven, Guapa or Gapa. Is it Guapa or Gapa? I don't know, but let's go Guapa. Guapa. Um, Very popular album. Yes. Number seven. Number six, The Ribbon, Peace and Conflict. Number five, he's told me about this artist, and I've got to check her out, but Joanne Shaw Taylor, Nobody's Fool. Oh, you would you would like her a lot. Yeah, yeah that's what he said, too. Yeah. Um, number four, Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings. Number three, Urja Littinen. Urja Lightinen or Littinen. And shame on you, Mike, for putting it on your list and making me pronounce that. <laughs> Waiting for the Daylight. She's from Finland. So I will work on trying to find that pronunciation because I may, that may be on his top list for the year. Number two, White Coven, self-titled album. And number one, album we just talked about, Larkin Poe, Blood Harmony. Good choices for Mike. Good choices, Mike. All right. We are in the top five. This is going to be interesting. Is there any surprises so far? Uh, I'm looking at your list. No. No. I, I okay. don't. No. Um I think in all honesty, I, n- none of your picks have surprised me. Um, okay. Uh, I was happy with, with all of them really. They're the, I mean, your, your list five through 10 is stacked. That's a good list. Um, yeah. I, have I, I can't fathom that. Yeah. You were probably surprised by some of mine. Yeah. They're just obscure, yeah. heavy blues, desert rock. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, that's becoming more and more when we do these lists. I expect certain albums to be on your list, and like you have these obscure things, which is great. Um, but we still got four. I still got four picks. They're they're. All, I think, in, in all honesty, I, I think for our group, I think my final four, three of the four, are, are obvious. I I don't know that anyone's going to pick my number one, but we'll see. But okay. um, um, so my number four, it's an A band. That's why they're at four. <laughs> it's it's Alter Bridge. <laughs> four, five, and six. I'm telling you, they all could have like swapped places. They are all on par with each other. Um, I actually have the final for Alter Bridge, and that that makes me happy. Um, I love this album. Alter Bridge is, if nothing else, consistent in what they do. Right. They, they don't put out anything bad, regardless of what those fuckers Turbo and, and Robin the Hood say. Everything is great. Miles Kennedy sounds great. The sound, the, the songs are, are written really well, lyrically strong. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I think my favorite, as much as I love Miles Kennedy, my favorite song on this is Sin After Sin, which Tremonti sings. <laughs> um, uh, it's funny. Last Man Standing, well, not Last Man Standing, Fable of the Silent Sun is a really good song, but it drives me nuts because it's it's a kind of a proggy song, right? There's a lot of, it just, it, it, it drives me nuts. But with that said, there, other than that, there's not a bad song on here. And that's not a bad song. It just kind of like tweaks me in, in, in a certain way. Um, I don't know where I would rank this yet. Again, it's it's a little early in in the in the the catalog of Alter Bridge stuff, but uh I love this album. Pawns and Kings, Alter Bridge, my number four. 
Um, I I will say I'm kind of surprised it hasn't showed up on your list. I thought you really liked it. Maybe it will pop up soon. I don't know. But um, I enjoy this. And I, I will say I wanted to give Terry a shot. I was going to – I know she loved this album. It was her number one album. And I said, Terry, send me something. I'll, I'll I'll read what you have to say. And she said, okay, I'll try to get something out to you. And it didn't happen. So we're going to have to wait for the next Alter Bridge album to get Terry's thoughts. <laughs> no, Alter Bridge, yeah. I um, a Great album. Um, it, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we talk about this, this album again. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it too. It's, it's a really good. I, I love, and I talked with Mark on, on this too, their, their perspective and how they, they write about things they observe and things they see and how they see them, right? And how they observe them and how, what they think about those search situations, but they don't get preachy. They don't tell you, right. you must think like we think, which I really like the way they do that. I really like that style. That was uh, a great interview, by the way, the Tree Mountain one. I know perfect. it was short, but you know, he's great. Popular guys. <laughs> they are. They are. All right. My number four is an album that, man, is sneaky good. I didn't really expect to like it as much as I have. And that's not, that's not being negative. I just didn't. They kind of came out of nowhere. Um, the kind of funny thing is, is um, I was DMing with Nick Reese from Joyous Wolf one night, and I just said, "Hey, send me a band that I need to know." Because he's got a really good taste in music, and he sends me this the band, and I'm listening to them, and I'm like, "Wow, this is really good." There's this one song in particular that we'll get into shortly that I just I, floors me. I love I love the simplicity of it. I love the song. So I pick my son up from school and I'm listening to this. I'm like, hey, you know, check out this band. He's like, Dad, I played you these guys like two years ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. You did talk. Um, love it. Love everything about it. And the band is the Moon City Masters. And the album is the famous Moon City Masters. Uh, just really good guys are brothers um jordan and taylor uh just but just they're both guitar i'm sorry music instructors in new york uh they've been playing together for a while um in terms of singing and harmonizing i i challenge anyone to find a band that can harmonize better than than these guys. They're just absolutely phenomenal. The song that I'm talking about that just blows me away every time I listen to is "Where You Want to Run To." Yeah, uh, it's a great so song. Simple. It's 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 got elements of Genesis in it with like Jackson Brown and and it's it's just incredible the way it's conceived and arranged. Uh, love Starstruck. Love. Draw the line and spinning wheels, taking it back is a really good song. Over now, just a really good, great album. Um, fun guys too, fun guys to talk to. We we did an interview with them, and literally we talked about nothing that I had planned on talking to them about. And I don't have a really big checklist; it's pretty much all in my head. But we were talking about other things for like the full hour. And I'm like, at the end, I'm like, oh yeah, don't we got to talk about you guys? They're like, oh yeah, but no, we're having too much fun. So it was a great interview. 
check that out if you, if you if you can. But Moon City Man Masters and their album, the famous Moon City Masters, is my fourth pick. I think Carl had these guys pretty high too on his yeah. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, good pick. Dig them back to the Groove Council here. Rob in the hood. I'm not going to make fun of Rob. He's having a tough time with his Broncos. Well, <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson. I, I, I saw a post on earlier on some social media platform, forget what it, where it was, Facebook or something, where Russell Wilson has to be the most overrated quarterback of all time. And I'm like, I thought about it. And I'm like, no, you're judging him on what he's doing this year. Correct. Because when he was in his prime, and I know Seattle had a great defense back then, but he kept a lot of offensive plays alive with his scrambling ability and with his arm. So, no, I would not say he's overrated. Would I put him in the class of like a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady or someone like that? No. I wouldn't do that, but he's a great quarterback. Absolutely great quarterback. Now, back to my uh, list for Robin DeHood. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he have like a, uh, who was it, Carl Mecklenburg jersey on? Yep. He was channeling his inner Carl. Oh, God. Where's the, uh, where's the old Lyle Zadel jersey for, <laughs> for, for the Broncos? Um, all right. So, number 10, the sapient by eye of doom. Okay. Oh, the sapient. By the band, Eye of Doom. Uh, This is number 10. All of them have fangs by Black Tongue Reverend. Time Wounds by Moss Generator. Number seven, The Faceless King by Viscar Studen. Studen. Uh, Mirrored Nature by Calm Collapse. Number five, You Know How I Get By by Michael Randolph Cummings. Number four, In the Name of the Holy Riff by Three Wheeler Band. Good stuff. Number three, Turn to Stone by Chapter Six. Number two, Myriad. How do you pronounce Is it Myriad or Myriad? I would think Myriad, but we're just white guys. What do we know? (laughs) Two, Myriad by Guapa. And number one, Through the Cosmic Fog by Near Dusk. That's a great number one. Good for Robin Hood for for, uh, kind of aligning with the Hook Rocks in the great. (laughs) Um, he slightly bent a knee with with the near desk pitch. Bent a knee. <laughs> now I got to put the sword on each shoulder. <laughs> well, I will. Um, I will take the torch from Mister Hood and 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 talk about my number three pick, which is near desk. Nice. It is awesome. I I, I wrote. Th- Three things down because I think these three things accurately represent this album. Catchy, riffy, and stoner goodness. I, I think that's that's it's really all it is. Um, and by all it is, I'm not trying to degrade the album in any way, shape, or form. I, I absolutely love this. Um, in the in the off chance that these guys don't hate me already for asking stuff like this, in case they are listening, if they want to get together with Abrams and throw down a show in Denver, that would be really fucking cool, guys. Really cool. 
Abrams, near dusk, near dusk and Abrams. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I was talking with them on Facebook and like, you're like, tell them to play a show with Abrams. And then I, 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 was, I was communicating with them back and forth and then I brought that up and then it was radio sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, that might, you know, getting back to this, this little bit of awesomeness, um, my two favorite songs on here are uh, Roses of Durban and Cosmic Fog, and they run back to back. And Kaz, a couple, maybe a month or so ago, played these two songs back to back to end her um, heavy rock show on East London Radio. And it was the perfect way to go out. It was just, you know, it was probably like eight or nine minutes of awesomeness. Um, but Roses of Durban is, is by far and away... Uh, for me, my favorite song on the album, but um, I'm really happy that Rob had it at one. I'm happy it made your list. I'm, it was it's pretty popular within the group, which is awesome. Um, so good for them. Good for Near Dusk. I hope to catch them at a show here locally soon. Um, so number four or three, sorry, three, Near Dusk through the Cosmic Fog. Good pick. Good pick. All right. my. Number three uh, is is from a band from Canada that I find really interesting in what they write about and how they're really trying to capture what young people are thinking in this day and age. Uh, they've got a really interesting sound uh, that's really kind of different. There's some influences from different periods of music that I think people will catch on, whether it's grunge or rock. Um, but just a really great band that I really hope a lot of things for in the near future. And I think they are going to be one of those bands that do, that does rise to the top. Obviously being in Canada, it's difficult, you know, because for whatever reason, it's just hard to penetrate the, the popular sense of music here in the U S with bands that are from other countries. I uh, never used to be like that, but it is now. Um, the band is folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we are. Absolutely. Um, the band is Broken Love, and the album is Black Box. Just, again, another great album. Um, it's not a lot on, on a lot of people's lists, but uh, it does have a few songs that were released on an EP, but the majority is new. But love, love songs like Like a Drug, Dead Weight, and Spell. Um, I also love... You know, other songs too on the album, like Little Black Box, um, Under the Knife, Rubber Room, Animal. Just a great album. Uh, check them out. Again, really interesting. This is a, this is a band that I really think is going to connect with young people just because of what they write about and the approach they take on the subject matter. But it's a great album. The band is Broken Love and the album is Black Box. Good pick. That one surprised me. I was not expecting that one. That was a good pick, though. Yeah, kind of throwing a little bit of a curve. A little, a little bit curve. of a curve. All right, let's hit to the uh, let's head to the Groove Council again, and let's go over Chris Preston's list and his quarter four, number ten, same as my number ten, Orianti, Rock Candy, number nine, Last in Line, A Day in the Life. I think that's an EP. Number eight, Skid Row, The Gang's All Here. Someone else had Skid Row, but maybe they had a different um album. Yeah, there were yeah, a couple. Uh, Christy. Christy. Yeah. Christy's 
Shame on me for not proofreading Christie's picks. I need to start doing that. <laughs> um, number seven, Sloan and the album Steady. Number six on this list, on the another uh, person's list, The Cult, Under the Midnight Sun. Number five, Massive Wagons, Triggered. Number four, Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings. Number three, Ches Kane, Power Zone. A great follow-up to her debut, full-on 80s-inspired rock that revels in its influence from a decade of death decadence. Number two, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. I love this album. It's just so much damn fun. 70s, 80s classic rock vibe that is solid from top to bottom. And number one, Lee Aaron, Elevate. Melodic hard rock perfection with those signature powerhouse Lee Aaron vocals and harmonies and some of Sean Kelly's best guitar work. Ironically, it's one of the best sounding albums of the year thanks to the legendary Mike Frazier's mix. So good le- good list for Chris Preston. And let's do another quick uh Q4 list. And this one is from Fossil Man, who was just on talking about the rock t-shirts. Um, he's got a good list here. Let's get into it. Uh, if you haven't checked that up episode out, it's the importance of rock t-shirts. So number 10, Lucid Illusions by Something New. Number nine, Jeremiah Johnson, Hi-Fi Drive-By. No, it's not Robert Redford. It is actually Jeremiah <laughs> Johnson. Number eight, Skid Row, The Gang's All Here. Number seven, Generation Landslide, Ruling the Street Scene. Number six, Midnight Rider, Beyond the Blood Red Horizon. Number five, Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings. Number four, Chez Kane, Powerhouse. Number three, Wild Heat, Hustle. Number two, Lee Aaron, Elevate. And number one, Massive Wagons, Triggered. Massive Wagons. That's that's a good list. Let's do one more of the Groove Council. Let's do Jason from the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. That country living jackass. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I feel bad for our group, the people in our group, because I feel like Jason and I are very similar. Yes. Like we can just beat a dead horse continually. And it was bad enough with just me. And then <laughs> you put Jason in the mix, and it's like two people just banging the same dead horse. Con- I'm sure there are people who are just like, the hell with these two. <laughs> did you listen to the episode that he that he did with us? With the hook rocks, mm-hmm. did you? Your Kenny Loggins Joy Fest. <laughs> Joy Fest, but did you like the way I brought back country living in the middle of the conversation? Yes, yes. what a professional does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to his list. Number ten, Moss Generator, Time Moons. Number nine, Three Wheeler Man, in the name of the Holy Riff. Number eight, Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings. Number seven, again, The Cult. Under a Midnight Sun. Number six, Orianthe, Rock Candy. Number five, Tiffany and Shadows. Number four, Larkin Poe, Blood Harmony. Number three, Skid Row, The Gang's All Here. Number two, Moon City Masters, the famous Moon City Masters. And number one, seems to be pretty popular, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. That's a pretty representative list as well of the group. Yeah, I agree. Um, Nice job, Jason. All right, number two. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'll be short uh, because I know it's, it's coming up for you. Uh, I feel confident of this. Um, So I will just say that my number two combines the awesomeness of two bands. It combines the awesomeness and the catchiness of Tom Petty 
and the awesomeness and catchiness and rhythm of Thin Lizzy. And it's Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. It, it's a wonderful album. There's not a bad song on here. Um, I, I don't even know which is my favorite. I, the title track is ridiculously good. Uh, Say Goodbye is total, total Tom Pettiness, right? Like, come on. Um, yeah, Girls on the East Side of Town get you your Thin Lizzy. You love Six City. Uh, I don't know. That, I absolutely adore this album. It was one that I thought was going to be sitting under my Christmas tree. It wasn't the album that I thought it was, was something else. And so right before we uh, got on to record this, I ended up going and buying it. So it's on its way. Um, but I absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's clearly one that'll make my end of the year list. I don't know where it'll be, but um, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, ridiculously good album. I will shut up now. I know it will be one of your final two. We know it's going to be number one. So I'll shush. You give us your number two. <laughs> um, so your wife buys you vinyl. It's from my dogs. It had a it had a tag from, that said, from Maverick and Goose. Yeah, and it ended up being um, the the uh, Credence Chronicles album. Okay, which I had mentioned a few weeks back, and so that's cool. I have no problems uh, happily receiving that, and then buying the Tuck album. So that's cool. Nice. All right, on to my number two. Um, we talked about this already. Uh, it's a great album. What I really like about this band, and, and as you kind of see their evolution, is their perspective on timely topics. And I really like how it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, too, as mm-hmm. well. Um, Massive Wagons Triggered is my number two. Uh, we talked about the song Asshole, which... Glorious. It's, it's, it's a yeah. great follow-up to the song Glorious from the last album. Yes, yes. It's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a piece of modern art, which is, the, which is the song Asshole. But even songs like Fuck the Haters or Please Stay Calm yeah. or Generation Prime are all about, like, timely stuff that's going on yeah. in this world. Or Gone are the Days, Triggered. Um, just a fantastic record. Um, House of Noise was incredible. It's kind uh, of an epic album for me. Full Nelson. Yeah. yeah another epic album. This one's probably right under them, um, but it doesn't miss by much. Right. Uh, great album. And uh, hopefully, man, I mean, we say this every year with these bands from the UK and Europe. Hopefully they, they can make it over. I mean, we saw Thunder Mother from Europe and we saw the Mysterines from the UK come this year. But other than that, there's really not a lot that do because of the expense and the difficulty as they come over here. So hopefully that changes. But great album nonetheless. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I think you will, too. If you like kind of like Bond Scottish type of tongue-in-cheek type of lyricist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's great. Okay. That's a great that's, pick. Yes. That's a, that's a really, really good pick. Let's go into Chris McGowan, USA NA Chris, on his fourth quarter list. Let's start out with his honorable mentions. Uh, Blood Clot, the album is Souls. 
the other honorable mention is High Command, Eclipse of the Dual Moons, and Wolf Skull, Ave Goddess. His number 10 is Guapa. His number 9 is Spirit World, Death Western. Number 8, Caustic Casanova, Glass and Co.'s Nerve Center, which I think is the album title of the year. Number 7, Moss Generator, Time Wounds. Number 6, Howler. Descendants of Evil, number five, Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings. Number four, Necromantic Rituals, Final Error. Number three, Dr. Doom, A Shadow Called Danger. Number two, Tuck Smith and Restless Hearts, Ballad of a Misspent Youth. Number one, Three Wheeler Band, In the Name of the Holy Riff. Good list there for Chris. Yep. Let's go to we got Turbo. Turbo. And number 10, Scuzzy Yeti, Ruined. Number nine, Near Dusk, Through the Cosmic Fog. Number eight, The Grand Mall, Mal. The Grand Mal. Two is the name of the album. Number seven, Black Tongue Reverend, All of Them Have Things. Number six, Warlong, Vulture's Paradise. Number five, Orange, Mohican. Number four, Cowboys and Aliens, Burn. Number three, Dune Sea, Orbital Distortion. Number two, The Riven, Peace and Conflict. And the first album is, is Guapa, Myriad. Let me let's go into Kaz's. Okay. All right. Kaz's list here. It's loading. I always appreciate when people send me documents. Um, number 10, Sleeping with Sirens, Complete. Number nine. Crosses, Permanent Radiant. Number eight, Thousand Below, Hell Finds You Everywhere. Number seven, Deep as Bones, self-titled album. Number six, Shape of Water, Amorfall. The Amorfall or Amorfati? Shape, so, Shape of Water, Amorfati. Number five, Jordan Red, Hands That Built the World. Number four, Architects, The Classic Symptoms of a Broken Spirit. Number three, Palais Royale, Fever Dream. Number two, We Came as Romans, Dark Bloom. And number one, Fit for a King, The Hell We Create. Good list there for Kaz. Check her out on East London Radio. She's fantastic. And also as a contributor to the emerging rock bands. We've got Skylab, the resident audio expert, his Q4. Number 10, Caustic Casanova. Glass and Co.'s Nerve Center. Number nine, Ruby the Hatchet, Fear is the Cruel Master. Number eight, Aramaze, Flight of the Wounded. Number seven, Threshold, Dividing Lines. Number six, Devin Towson, Light Work. Number five, It's Scarred Student, the, face, the Faceless King. I, my, my Swedish accent has gotten better as I keep saying, It's Scarred Student. Four or five times on this episode. Number four, Moss Generator, Time Moons. Number three, Guapa, Myriad. Number two, Gandalf's Fist, Wittershins. That's, that's a great album title. Number one, Orc, Screamnasium. And the last member of the group council, I'll throw it over to Chris for the Itch Rock and Radio podcast. Great podcast uh, for a great group of guys. All right. So number group. 10 is Cult Mentality by Avoid. Number nine is Feel It All Around by Soul Blind. Number eight is Datura from Boston Manor. Number seven is The Architects with the Classic Symptoms of a Broken Spirit. Number six, 
Dark Sun by Dayseeker. Number five, Once Bit, Never Bored by Taipei Houston. Um, oh, fuckers. Number four, Nula by <laughs> Fukovi, I guess. Number three, Life and Love by Cold Kingdom. Number two, Abstract Art of an Unstable Mind by Austin Mead. And number one uh, for the itch is the album Fever Dream by Palace Royale. Or no, I don't think it's Palace, but they spelled it Palace. <laughs> Palais Royale. Yeah, Palais Royale. All right. So there you go. There's your itch list. Good list for them. So let's, now let's head into our number ones for the quarter. Well, I know yours, but do you know mine? I think I, I think I do. I think the only person who might know mine would be Kaz. Cause I, I came but across I them. Know. Okay. But yeah. I came across them on Kaz's radio show and it was one of those where the moment I heard it, I wrote it down and when her show was over, I went and listened to it song again and again and again. And then they put out an album in October and there's a ridiculously off the wall, not off the wall, weird, uncommon story. Uncommon is the way to go. Uncommon story for the band. Um, the album is by the band Deep as Bones and it's a self-titled album. So Deep as Bones by Deep as Bones. And they were formed... Um, in the Arizona state prison in 2016. And um, they got together and wrote songs in the prison band room. Um, and this is another one of those albums that um, really kind of really, really hits the sweet spot for me. It's, it's, it's got a nice little Alice in Chains vibe, although they, they don't, sound like Lane or William Duvall. Uh, but the lead singer's got great vocals, but it's like that Alice in Chains vibe. There are some songs where you've got that little edgy grunginess to them with little sunset strip sound. And then, you know, the very last song in the album is, is pure Oasis love. I mean, I've ne I was never a big Oasis fan, but um, I, I absolutely love the song. Um, my favorite by far. By far is drop the rock uh that was the one that Kaz hooked me on um it's really hard to find a lot about this band online i i wish i had more to say um the one thing that i did want to mention the one thing that i could find about them i will use this little platform here real quick and say they're doing a really cool thing that i also learned through Kaz. they're doing a um kickstarter they're trying to put together a, a documentary on prison life for to show guys in prison that you can get out of prison and do something with your life and move on and be a productive member of society. So there's a Kickstarter out there about that. Uh, but you, if, if you're into that whole grunge post grunge sound uh, with, with great vocals, give these guys a listen. It's their self-titled album by deep as bones. Uh, again, Dokken is a is an interesting one. That I think the group would like. It's more of a grungy Alice in Chains meets the Sunset Strip kind of thing. Um, but I love Drop the Rock, Strange, Spun. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. I like to listen to music while I work out, and whenever I listen to an album, if I like a song, I take a screenshot 
And then I come home and I put it into my thing. And literally there was a screenshot of every single song. And I was like, wow, shit, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good too. When, when you, you can screenshot all the songs. So my number one for the fourth quarter is the self-titled album by deepest bones out of Arizona. Nice. Nice. I got to check them out. I have never uh, listened to them. So I will, uh, is it metalcore-ish or is it kind of more? No, bright? no, no, no. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's great, clean vocals on top of some like grungy rock. But again, like the vocals go both ways. I mean, the last song on the album, which is simple, simple lies. Um, if, if I just played it for you, you would think it was an Oasis song. I, I feel confident in that. So it's, it's, but real clean vocals. I mean, it's a very clean album. There's not a lot of down to, maybe there is, I don't know shit about that stuff, but it's just, it's a great sound. And it's, I, I, I think if I looked back and looked at the amount that I listened to the albums, the cult near dusk, Tuck Smith, and then deepest bones is probably the album. That I listened to most this quarter. Um, really, really good. Um, Again, I would love to put the cult or near desk or talk at the top, but I just completely am smitten with this album. So it's my number one for the quarter. I just got to find somewhere to put it on the year end list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it's my turn for my number one pick. Um, Those that do follow me on social media probably already know this because I freaking absolutely love this album. Uh, It is a great blend. Of three bands, in my opinion, Thin Lizzy, mm-hmm. Chris mentioned the influence. The influences are very heavy with a lot of this band and this artist who heads this band's music. Cheap Trick, it's got oh yeah, really yeah. hooky melody-driven choruses, and T Rex, which I think has a lot oh. too as well. So. The pick is Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts. The album is the Ballad of the Misspent Youth. It um what can more can I say about this album? It's it's phenomenal. It is gritty, it's melodic, um, it's got a little bit of anger in it too. And if you know Tuck's story, you understand the anger and the angst of the album. Uh, long story short, he did have an album with another record label that they decided to shelve because more or less Tuck didn't want to play ball on a few things. He wanted to have more artistic freedom. Um, and to come out of that with a gem of an album that is close to perfect says something a lot about him as the artist and he kind of channeled that anger and disappointment and frustration into a masterpiece. And when you hear him in the interview saying that he was ready to quit and he was ready to say, forget this stuff. And he's come out with an album that is just rich in melody, rich in hooks and just catchy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my pick for number one, where we'll end up on my, you're in list. I don't know yet, but um, <laughs> it will be it will be high up there. I, I can say that. But just a just a fantastic album, and uh, congrats to Tuck for just releasing a, a almost perfect record. Yeah, no, great pick, great great album. 
Got a few honorable mentions that I want to name before uh, we we get out of here, and those are Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings, which I thought was a great record, and I really like the Tiffany album, Shadows. Um, I really like the fact that you know she's still has her legacy music that people know about, but. You know, she's not just mailing it in on on that type of music. She's really out there doing what she loves to do, which is play rock and roll. And Ace Von Johnson's on the album. Johnny Martin, the bass player from LA Guns, is on the album. I know there's a few other people too as well, but it's really good. It's 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 a really good album, and it was close to being in my top ten, as was Alter Bridge, and those are the two that probably just missed out on being in my list. Yeah, mine mine were very similar. Um, one was obviously the commoners. We talked about that. Find a better way. In the the other one was the Zach Edwards in the medicine, a heroic dose. Um, really, I mean, it's an EP, um, so I, it probably wasn't going to find a spot. But um, so good, yeah. so so good. In much in the same vein as as the commoners album. So if you like that, check out this Zach Edwards in the medicine. Really good stuff. Awesome. Well, that concludes our fourth quarter list for 2022. And it is part four in the series of four. So check out all the other album rankings that we did throughout the year. And yeah, it's going to be exciting to get to our albums of the year list here shortly next week. But thank you for always listening and tuning in. Thanks to Chris for being on the show and doing these once a quarter and always look forward to it. And we reset as of January 1st for the next three months after that. And I think I'm going to add a little bit of a wrench into next year. We're going to do the four quarters rankings. We're going to do the album of the year rankings. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a top 10 list of albums over the last five years. What the f- <laughs> Yes. Because yes. these aren't hard enough. <laughs> top 10, not a top 20, just a top 10. From 18, 19, 20, 21, 22? Yeah. No, no. 19, 19 20, 21, 22, 23. Dick. <clears throat> <laughs> so that'll be cool because that'll be the fifth year we've done this. The album oh, of the year. Christ. My three picks so far the last three years will be Feral Roots, number, and then 50 for 50, then Pretty Reckless, the album I'll pick this year and the album I'll pick next year. So there'll be five album of the year shows. So we're going to take the top 10, the top 10, not top 20, top 20. We're not going to make it easy on ourselves at all. Top 10. I I guess that's not as hard as it sounds. It would be harder if you were like, we're going to do an episode where we go back to 2019. How would you rank your albums? I mean, that would be ridiculously hard, but interesting because you'd see what you missed. So I guess this is not as hard yeah. as it. God. So we're going to, I'm going to spend in the month of late December of 2023, I'm going to spend roughly 18 to 20 hours talking to you via Zoom. <laughs> we're going to get to know each other. <laughs> Wow. We'll be a good time. So you will. All right, man. Well, look forward to chatting with you on the albums of the year after the new year. Happy new year to all of you on the Groove Council, all the followers on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
Um, all the listeners out there who tune in every time I got a new episode. So thank you very much for a great 2022. I'll have a post about it as we get closer. Well, this will be on the 30th. So I'll have a post about it probably on the 31st, the first, but you know, 25% growth from last year. Fantastic. I mean, we're almost in 200 countries. Um, so yeah, lots to be excited about and, uh, lots to look forward to. So thank you all again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the hook rocks, the ultimate rock me podcast. I'm Jay Scott. Stay safe, stay healthy, take care of each other. Happy new year. We will talk soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.